0: Hello everybody and welcome to Wednesday and happy hour. You've made it halfway through the week. Congratulations. Happy hump day. I'm going to give everybody a few moments to join in, but I'm really excited about today's happy hour guest and I'm really excited that all of you have decided to come and join me to hang out for another happy hour. As you may or may not know over the last couple of months we've been talking with some really amazing women from Kind of all sorts of different trades and, and different areas and arenas of automotive and motorsports and and uh, different trades welding fabrication all that good stuff uh, today we're we have somebody a little bit different we have a monster truck driver she's also an awesome mechanic she is a business owner she's an incredibly cool woman and i cannot wait to introduce you guys to her like she's joining in very shortly here the one and only beautiful badass, Becca McDonough. There she is. Hey, it did work. OK. It I worked. worked. I couldn't hear you. I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how this is going to work. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you figured it out. I'm proud of yeah. you. God, hallelujah. Cheers. <laughs> yeah. Well, I started off with this, but what is I'm that? It's a Colorado Bulldog. What is a Super Colorado good. Bulldog? It's vodka, Kahlua, Bailey's, and I put almond milk. I think you're supposed to use half and half, but I never have half and half. And almond milk is healthier. I think there's supposed to be a splash of Coke in there, too, but, you okay. know, the health is not So, like, the almond milk balances out all of the completely unhealthiness and the rest of it. Yeah, but, I mean, it, it, it could be worse. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I'm, I'm intrigued. I've never tried that, but I think now I'm going to have to. So how, how long have you been driving Monster Trucks? Ooh, uh, that was supposed to be a difficult question. <laughs> I know. Um, I think it was gonna be ten years. Oh my gosh! Next year I started 2011. 2010, oh. I got my very first opportunity to drive Donkey Kong in Costa Rica, and then um, in 2011 I had a full season in Dragon's Breath. So it, this was my ninth year. That's amazing. Yeah, it, it flew by. So many people ask that, and I feel like every time they ask me, I'm like, ah, right, I forget because it just it, time goes so fast. That's because we're getting old. I, I know. do <laughs> <laughs> need to be started. <laughs> but that's, I mean, that's incredible. And I know it wasn't an easy road for you to get there. When, like, when did you decide I want to be a monster truck driver? Yeah. Um, <laughs> you no, know, I always loved big trucks and I loved racing. Like I feel like my whole entire life, my dad, the day I was born literally raced out of the hospital. My uncle came in and said, look, Marilyn, my mom, if you don't have this girl, by three o'clock in the afternoon we're out of here. We have a driver's meeting to get to. We gotta go, and he was racing dirt track right, so oh my God, Made ended up like I was born like three oh nine or three eleven or some somewhere right after three o'clock, so it worked out. everything was great, but I feel like it's kind of I was born into it you know when I was just yeah. a newborn. my dad was still dirt track racing and everything, and he's still a mechanic to this day. My mom is a service writer at mills g m so oh it's nice it's there. Um, and I never really took too much interest in cars Mm -hmm. until I went to a monster jam event and I was totally hooked. Like I said, I loved big trucks all my life, but never really had any sense of mechanics or anything or never had any interest. You know, they made me change, learn how to change my own tire, my oil and everything. And I was like, this is so stupid. This is what I'm gonna have a boyfriend for. Right. I was kind of (laughs) Not to say one of those girls, but I really was one of those girls because I feel like in retrospect, all of us are when we're kind of growing up, like there's always that little bit of a phase like, ah, that's for my boyfriend to do. He's going to take care of me. And then you kind of snap out of it, or at least I did. And I never even thought about it. Like I never thought about my boyfriend or me or anybody doing like, I didn't even know it didn't even like occur to me. I was a total girly girl though. When I was okay. Young. That's what I'm saying. I, I was more the girly girl. Like I love big trucks, but I was like, uh, eh, whatever. Like I don't, I don't need to change my own tire. Somebody will stop and help me. <laughs> so what was it? Like, what was it about the monster trucks that lit you up and was like, made you want to do that? Oh, it was just the energy of a show, the adrenaline, the smell, the sound, like, Everything totally like captivated me. And I almost didn't even go to that event in Minneapolis that year because I was, you know, 15, 16 years old. And I was like, let me see what everyone else is doing tonight and see what's going on in town. And then it's like, oh, nothing. All right. Yeah, sure. You guys got the extra ticket. I'll, I'll come hang out. I like monster trucks. All right. And then I walked out of the Minneapolis Metrodome. I was like, that's what I'm going to do someday. Like that is exactly what I want to do. And you're know, my how old? Like, 15? yeah fourteen, fifteen. I guess I know I couldn't drive maybe I had a permit then I must mm-hmm. have at least had my permits I just know I was in ninth grade that's so amazing. That's when, yeah I was like that's that's what I'm gonna do someday I love I'm it. a big yellow truck and I want this and I want that because I was watching Medusa and she got out and she flicked her hair off of the out of her um helmet and I thought it was the coolest thing ever so I was like yes that's what I want to be someday yeah. and ever since then it just stuck Do you think seeing a woman doing it was part of what made you like feel like you could do it too? 100%. Because I mean, yeah, sure. I guess it was just like one thing to like walk out and be like, yeah, that's what I want to do someday. But to have a woman doing it and seeing somebody else already do it, it was like, it's attainable kind of thing. Right. I mean, not to say that somebody couldn't break barriers by any means. She had to get there somehow some yes. point right so um yeah it was just one of those things that after that event i was like this is what i want to do and going into 10th grade i took a car services class i took a welding course um yeah i kind of just tried to like pursue it in small steps from there on out but it was i don't know it was just that one show that took it to another level for me that's so amazing and i, think it's, I- I wasn't that person who knew at that young of an age what I wanted to be when I grew up. And so I always think it's so amazing to meet people who like had that vision when they were young. Like, that's what yeah. I want. And then went out and, and actually did it. <laughs> like that's. Yeah. That's well, crazy. and it's so hard, right? Cause your parents are always down your throat. Like, what are you going to do with your life? What are you, what are you going to do? Come on. Where are you going to school? What are you going to go to school for? Everybody and their brother is asking you. And you're right. just like, I don't know. <laughs> and I feel like I'm back at that point in my life right now. Like, Interesting. shoot, now what am I going to do with my life, right? Like, you kind of have to reinvent everything again. But yeah. in the same, same token, like, as soon as that happened, I was like, this is what I'm going to do. And a lot of people were like, no, what are you really going to do? Like, what are you going to really do to make money? That's going right. to be a hobby. Like, Who what's your you backup really plan, need? right? Yeah, <laughs> I've had yeah. so many people kind of come down on that and i was just like no like legit like 100% i am going to race monster trucks for a living and they're like okay well what are you going to do when that doesn't work out and i just kind of had that mentality like it's it has to it it will because i will make sure it happens which i think that clarity is so amazingly important in in anything in life like i, I remember when i first started my business and people were like well what are you going to do if it fails and i'm like I, that's not that's not an option. Like if if this way doesn't work, I'll try this way. And then I'll try this way. And then I'll try this way. Like it's just not an option. So I get it. Yeah. What's funny and awesome is that you have an all girls garage, right? Like my mom just brought this back up to me probably two weeks ago. And she was like, well, now you could open up your all girls shop. And I was like, yeah, I was like, but mom, that's not really my dream anymore, especially with technology these days. I'm not trying to learn all the computer stuff and this and that, <laughs> but in high school. Aside from racing monster trucks, that was another plan for me. Like I'd race here and there. And then I'd come back to my shop with all these girls kicking ass and changing oil and doing this and that. And maybe have a little nail salon on the side so that they can get their nails done or their pedicure while they wait for their oil change. But I had it like I had it all figured out. And that was another like half of my dream. Yeah. it's So cool to run into you during the whole monster truck thing. And they are living that other half of my dream. You've done it. Sisters from another mister. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) So how, how were your parents about it? I mean, your, your parents obviously come from automotive and racing and whatnot. Were they, when you came home and said, I want to be a monster truck driver, were they awesome about it? Or were they, how did they feel? They truly were. I feel in retrospect of everything, they definitely were like, yeah, all right, we'll go out there and do it, you know, but in the same token, I think when I finally did leave the nest and my mom was like, oh, where, what are you, where are you going? What are you doing? Call me tonight. Call me when you get on the road. Call me when you get to the hotel. Call me when your plane lands. And to this day, like I still have great communication with my mom. If I don't talk to her every day, like the world doesn't totally feel together, you know? And, And that's awesome. There's not a lot of people that can say that and I'm super grateful for that. But, um, from day one they were kind of pretty much on board and i say kind of because they're like well girl you got a lot to figure out you need to learn a phillips head from a flathead (laughs) you know you need to start from the basics which my stepdad when uh wild tech representative came out to talk to him he was very clear like you need to start with the basics with this girl okay (laughs) like you can't go straight into the engines we need to talk tools first (laughs) right and so um But other than that, they they were super supportive. They always have been. Um, You know, I remember one day I was crying when I got off the bus because everybody in school was making fun of me because they were drawing their little snowmobiles from Minnesota. So for our core class, like they were always drawing their snowmobiles jumping a ramp at X amount of degrees and X amount of speed and they would land at so and so X, Y, Z. And I would draw a monster truck crushing cars and whatever. And everybody would make fun of me. And like, oh, he's gonna be a monster truck driver someday. And um, then the kids on the bus were going at it too. So I just came off the bus, super like down and out, crying. And I was like, Mom, oh, I'm never gonna be a monster truck driver. Like nobody believes it. And she kind of just didn't put in my pity party. She was like, Do you want to do it? And I was like, Yeah, obviously. You know. And she's like, well, Who the hell are they? Prove them wrong. Get out there. Kick some ass and do it. And she's like, by the way, get the floor mopped. Like, quit crying. Wipe your tears. Come on, get your chores done. Yay, mom. Exactly. It's the tough love I needed and to this day I love. And at the time I was like, she's so heartless. (laughs) (laughs) She doesn't even feel anything for me. (laughs) But today it's like, I can't wait to be that tough on my kids because, Right. That's that's what they need. They need that tough love. Like, you want it? Go get it. Don't let anyone tell you you can't. And that's yeah. exactly what she was getting at. Like, if you want to do it, go out there and do it. Don't sit here and cry about somebody thinking you can't. I love it. Yeah. That's that's fantastic and thank thank God for parents like that. Like that is that's truly yeah. incredible. Not everybody has that story. So yay, yay for Becca's mom yeah. <laughs> and dad for being super supportive. Great. I know yeah, I definitely couldn't be here without them, that's for sure. So it couldn't have been a very like straight path to becoming a driver, from from having the dream, drawing pictures of it to <laughs> to doing it and not just doing it, but doing it to the caliber and the level that you do with the recognition that you've received for it. Like what, what was in between that? How did that path go? Yeah, it definitely was not, a. I was at the right spot at the right time kind of thing. Um, after high school I um, applied for WyoTech and I studied high performance engines and chassis fabrication, and while in school, I wrote Medusa, who i watched flip her hair out of the helmet in ninth grade. And I was like, hey, this is who I am. This is what I want to do. I'm studying this, this, and this at Biotech. And someday I would love to be a driver. And she ended up giving me this guy's phone number. And she's like, here, contact this guy when you're ready. Um, and I can't wait to see you at the green light. And I was like, oh, my God. She actually wrote me back, first of all. She wrote me back. Yes. And um, to say, just, I'll see you at the green light. I was like that little girl, like, oh yeah, like, I can't win. I can't wait to race her someday. Just literally, every little girl's dream could be true. And then I kind of didn't really think much of that phone number because I was like, well, she probably says that to everybody, right? I'm sure she gets a ton of these messages. And why would she actually send a real guy who could help me? Whatever. Anyways, um, long story short, I reached out to that phone number about six or seven months later, just broken up with my boyfriend. My dog just died. I moved back to my parents' house, and I refused to go back and sleep in my room because I felt like I failed. I, like, my life was a sad country song. I was like, to hell with it. What do I have to lose? So I called up this phone number, and I was like, hey, I'm Becky McDonough. Love to work on monster trucks and um, someday drive what's up and and they're like yeah go ahead and send us this this and this and next thing you know week and a half later I was on a flight to North Carolina to go to their annual meetings and see what the whole sport's about so yeah it was definitely a whirlwind and then from there it was just it was nonstop. January 1st I was on a flight to Birmingham Alabama to start working on the trucks and um Got thrown in a semi with two guys I had never met, never knew. Which is like, hey, I'm, I'm going to be traveling for the next three months. And that's <laughs> kind of how we lived. It was in the semi and hotels. So, um, yeah, it was definitely, definitely an adventure. But it wasn't for the faint of heart. I wouldn't say. You know, I mean, can imagine not. <laughs> As you would know, a lot of guys are just kind of like, what's What's this chick doing, right? I was 19 years old, blonde hair, not to stereotype or anything, but totally that girl. Just kind of be popping in, like, hey, I can't wait to work on washing trucks. I want to get greasy. And, and nobody took me seriously until I was like, no, seriously, can I do this? Like, I've never seen tools drop faster than when I was like, hey, can I, can I change a rear end? They just, everybody drops everything. I'm like, by all means. <laughs> almost, like, in a cocky way, right? Like, they weren't being nice. Like, oh yeah, come on, help us. They're like, Let's do see it, you try. Yeah. yeah, let's see you. And I mean, they sit back. They made sure I did it right or did it properly and everything. But after that, it was like a slow process of gaining everyone's respect into the sport or into the sport that I was there for the right reasons. And I really wanted to do it. And That's awesome. Yeah, it was five years before I started racing. So, Is that is that typical to start out working on the trucks before you get to drive the trucks? Absolutely not. Oh. Um, I feel like back then it was a little bit more um, usual, but to, in today's age, um, if you're a crew guy, unfortunately, that's kind of like what they're looking for, you know, back okay. 10, to 10 years ago when I started, it was like, oh, you're a great crew guy, but you could also be an amazing driver. Let's go that route and see how you do. And now it's like they hire specifically for one or the other. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Good to know for anybody out there who's an aspiring driver or technician on on that side of things. try to get hired as a tech guy, do not, or girl, do not aspire to be a driver. Interesting. So so then how did you start driving? How did that transition happen for you? Um, You know, honestly, the opportunity actually came up to me in 2009, I believe. And I was like, ah. I, I'm not really ready for that. I still don't like the camera. Yeah. I don't like doing interviews, but here we are, in 2020, and I still don't like doing those. So. <laughs> I was gonna ask uh, you about that. <laughs> I know. I'm so nervous. Like I just, I don't know. There's something about a camera and a microphone and people like put me on the spot. And I just, <laughs> I don't do not good. you do uh, wonderfully. Are you kidding me? <laughs> you do with, fantastic you know, because I'm actually able to have a drink prior. People who, like. <laughs> you no, know, I've heard you in other interviews. I'm in my element, it's totally different when you're put on the spot in the middle of, you know, a football field full of dirt and there's no one else there but one other person and all these bright lights. It's totally different, but uh, yeah, the opportunity came up a little bit sooner than I jumped on. I kind of kicked myself for it, but at the same time I was like, no, I'm not ready. I would love, I like, I thoroughly enjoy working on the trucks. (laughs) And I loved who my teammate was, Cam McQueen with Nitro Circus. Like it was just, I I was just having the time of my life and I enjoyed what I was doing. There was no reason for me to give that up and try to pursue something different when I was thoroughly enjoying what I was doing. So I stuck with it another year and then um, Costa Rica, the opportunity came up for me to drive Donkey Kong because the original driver couldn't make it. Okay. Um, and I was like, I mean, yeah, I guess. I mean, perfect timing. It's a different country. No one knows what to expect or what not to expect. So, I mean, if I fail, I probably might not know. Um, and, yeah, like, my heart was racing. I was so nervous. I was gonna so, say, were you terrified? Of course. And, oh, and guess who I got to line up with? Medusa. On your first race? Like, your first ride? Yeah, my first, like, first show. Maybe it was my second show, but my first weekend. She was there oh also. And That's so I amazing. know her all that well because back then tours kind of always crisscrossed, and I never really saw her, so I didn't know her too well. Like I know her now; she's actually coming to my wedding um, next month, and she's going to be a reader. Like it's so crazy how my life is you know,
1: like made. I circle.
0: love it. I know it's so crazy. Anyways, like I remember being that little girl line up with her, and I'm like, I gotta kick her ass. I gotta kick her ass. Like, this is all I've ever wanted. can't <laughs> lose. And then I'm lost, and I'm just like, whatever. I'm, I'm, I'm so happy. <laughs> she can have it. <laughs> I'm gonna do a donut anyway. <laughs> that is such an amazing story. I absolutely love it. What What does it feel like? I mean, because you went from look, looking up to her and wanting to do what she was doing and, and her being a role model for you, and now now you're the role model. Like you're out there with young girls and young boys and like little kids just idealizing you and looking up to you and, and wanting to walk in your footsteps. And, um, how, how was that transition for you? Like going into being the role model? How, how was that? I don't know. Sometimes I feel like it's not even really real. You know what I mean? Like maybe that sounds of cliche but it just it seems so weird but so surreal at the same time like amazing amazingly awesome really i mean little kids girls and boys come up and they'll spray their hair red or already pre have their hair dyed red you know some of the moms be like she made me dye her hair red last night because she knew she was coming to see you And it's just such a humbling experience because I do think about that little girl in ninth grade that this is all she ever wanted. And now all of a sudden I'm that person, right? Like it's just the weirdest, craziest, most amazing feeling I could ever just feel because it's not, it's not an everyday thing that somebody has a dream. They make it come true and then kind of like re-feel it and re-see it in other people. That makes sense. No, it it totally Maybe it's talking, I don't know. But I mean it's still just it's so weird to to have that. I mean it's it's been such a blessing. You've been you've been in the public eye like, quite a bit, right? I mean people people know you, they recognize do you get recognized when you're out and about doing those Most Blue moon? mostly when I'm in the same like in a town that we are about to do an event or just did an event. Um, in different countries, I feel like it's definitely a little bit easier. Like Australia, we were out having a few drinks and we were out on the, like, you know, they're just one of the little sidewalk, little boardwalk type restaurants. And somebody came like, um, can we have a picture with you? You drive monster trucks, right? And I'm like, Oh, uh, can somebody hold this tequila? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Hi. How's it going? But I mean... Yeah. But it's not like too, too much. It's, it's the hair. You know what I mean? It really (laughs) is just, I I don't want to say like, I'm that famous by any means. It's just the hair. Like, Oh, Hey, chick with red hair. You must be the one that drives the monster truck. (laughs) And the fact that you're a total badass. I mean, I think that's part of it too. Like it's not just that. It's kind of hard to hide. (laughs) So, I I mean, I feel like you are, incredibly down-to-earth and grounded and humble and like you're this role model and inspiration to so many people and so many people look up to you and you do so many amazing things like what how how do you find the balance and how do you stay grounded with all of that with all of the lights and the interviews and all of the things I don't know i guess come home and do the dishes and (laughs) mop the floor (laughs) i don't know i i mean sometimes i don't know if if i i I don't know i guess it's just my people right the people that you surround yourself with are kind of who you always emulate is that the right word like i still go for walks with a couple girlfriends in the morning at 8 a.m we try to get up and go before it gets super hot here um and it's just I don't know, my, my family, my family, my friends, they're just all very real people. They're not the people that are egotistical and try to like pump you up or anything. They're just, they're really down to earth. It's my people that keep me humble and grounded. My aunt Nell, she always forever, since I could remember, she always wrote stay gold. And it's the simplest thing, right? Stay gold. But to me, it just always stuck with me because it's like, no matter where I go, like stick to my truth, stick to what I know, stick, stick with my people. Like it's, it's them that I feel like actually get you places. And yeah, I mean, I'm I'm still just your normal girl. You know, I, I remember, (laughs) I remember winning a race, uh, in Anaheim or freestyle or something. I don't know. I won something big in California. And then the next day I was home bleaching the sinks and mopping the floor. And I was like, so so what your freestyle champ looks like on a Sunday morning. Right. Glasses on, messy bun, leggings, sweats, whatever. You know, just, just your typical girl. Yep. We're just normal, so, normal folks. Still put our pants it, on one leg at a time. Oh, just okay. like everyone else. <laughs> exactly. So... <laughs> Somebody know. just asked, and I wanna, I wanna ask about it. Um, oh, somebody else just said happy early birthday. I didn't know that it was almost your birthday. hey, so. hey so thanks. Happy. My wife fixes more than sandwiches. Isn't hey, that, isn't that the best name? <laughs> well, I can't ever see those messages because it's um, tucked <laughs> down in my little right underneath bolt holder the down end. there, my little phone <laughs> holder there. But, but the uh, thank you. Like, the other question yes and happy, happy early birthday. Um, yeah, the thanks. other question was when you drive are you is it scary? Ugh, no, well, I mean I make it scary for myself. Physically <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I just I like freak myself out because you want to do so good, right? I mean you want you want to do well, you want to put on a good show and then I get in my own head. And just overthink things, right? Typical girl, I just overthink everything. We don't do that. A, that. I don't know what you're talking about. No, <laughs> You don't? <laughs> Give <me the> <laughs> uh, yeah, so no, it's uh <laughs> I think I freak myself out more than anything. And then every once in a blue moon I can find a good groove and just feel like I don't care what happens. Roll over, win, whatever. And then I go out there and I am do, doing so good, you know. And then there's times where you go out there and you think you did really awesome, and you watch your video and you're like, "What was that?" <laughs> but um, no, That's it's it's not scary in a sense. I mean, there's a couple jumps every once in a blue moon. Don't get me wrong. I'll be like, "What's with that one over there, Tom? Yeah. Why did you build that?" And then you hit it and you're like, "Ooh, that was fun." It's kind of like a roller coaster, right? Like get those little belly flops and. i think that's interesting that like talking about fear while driving this monster truck you're doing backflips you're doing crazy things with it you're tearing body panels off like you're just destroying this thing and when asked if if it's if it's scary it's not about the driving it's about the mental trip that we put ourselves through and isn't that so true for so much in our lives right like it's it's us psyching ourselves out yeah, that's all it is. Because when you look back on everything that you thought was the scariest thing ever, it's like, oh, that was nothing. I just built it up in my head and it was nothing. Totally. Hey, somebody, yeah. somebody wise told me once that the scariest part of a roller coaster or, or jumping off a plane or whatever is the 10 minutes before. It's not the thing itself. It's that the 10 you minutes before know. while you're freaking yourself out. And then yeah. after it's like, oh my God, that was really yeah. fun right no for sure and there's so many drivers some of the guys I'll go to and I'm like oh my gosh I'm like freaking out like oh it's freestyle and I'm going last or I'm third to last or I'm first whatever I'm just like oh my god like what am I gonna do what are you doing can I just copy you and try to go bigger than you like what's up and like (laughs) seriously. and I don't know if it's just a thing between women and men but they're like why are you like, no, just come out of here, just stand this like this and rap, 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 and do this and come around here and like, ah, you've got it, you're fine. And I'm right. just like, I'm really not. I'm like, I need a paper bag. <laughs> like, this is not okay. And there's been actually times where I've asked my crew guy to sing me a song before I go out because I start to freak out so much. Oh, wow. Yeah, my legs actually go numb. I don't know if that's normal for people when they get nervous, but my legs will go numb. And I get all tingly in my hands. And oh, wow. Yeah. You, like, <laughs> you like, psych yourself yeah. out. <laughs> totally. And then I try to like look up in the stands and bring myself down, right? Like you kind of do that little like, all right, I see that kid over there with a the little Toro Loco mask. And like that kind of brings me back down. That's why the last couple of years I've tried to go out and I'll either like wrap the throttle up as I make a little parade lap around the stadium because it just like, all right, let's go. Or I'll park on top of a jump and I feel like it pumps me up instead of psychs me out. You know, if I stop up on top of a ramp, I'll give myself a couple little more snugs and then rah, rah, rah. and I'm like, it. yeah, girl, let's go. And then I'm fine. I'm fine. But that's if cool. I don't do one of those, <laughs> nine times of 10, I will make three jumps and I will crash. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. I think that's, I think that's really powerful. It's you know, people always talk about being fearless and it could be easy to look at you and say, oh, she's fearless. Like, oh, she does anything with without fear. And, and to acknowledge like, yeah, I get scared. And then I do it anyway. And these are my tricks for, for getting over that fear. I think that's a really powerful thing. Yeah, no, for sure. And I think that's, that just makes us more human, right? I mean, a lot of people, yeah, they look at it like, oh, you're so fearless and you're this and you're that. And you're like, No, I about peed my pants over there and I thought I was going to throw up in my helmet, but but I did it anyway. I did it. Yeah, for sure. That's awesome. I love it. So what's been, what's this year been like? I mean, COVID obviously like you, have you been able to drive? Like what's been, what's been happening? Is everything canceled? This whole world right now, right? It's just, everything's so crazy. Um, I was fortunate enough to get quite a few shows in, maybe six, seven weeks in. Um, And then COVID happened and we were actually um, had two weeks off. We were kind of like in the middle of our season. We had two weeks off and then we're going to come back for like three or four um and in those two weeks everything the whole world shut down into a halt i remember getting an email i was actually at my bachelorette party in florida and they had shut everything down they are like we're canceling all shows until may 1st which was right before world finals and i'm like wow we're shut down till may that's kind of a big jump it's only march and here we are, here in, we are in august and yeah. still no shows everything's still shut down um so it's been crazy, for sure. Um, a lot of unknowns, a lot of now yeah, what kind of questions, but um, I focus a lot of energy on Vixen Industries, a new clothing line that I started a couple of years ago, and it's definitely done better than it ever has the last couple of months, and I don't know, so. know if it's because You're focusing I'm on more, it. Well, they're, they're for, or because I'm able to pay more attention to it. And more energy into it but regardless it's been great and it's awesome um so i've just that's kind of always been my plan b when i stopped racing i just didn't expect it to be so soon (laughs) so uh it's just been it's definitely been an interesting year working on going for housewife of the year just hanging at home, doing the dishes, making dinner, cleaning. <laughs> I mean my life's got really unexciting since everything shut down. I don't I don't know. You're you have a business that you are building and growing and you're about to get married. Your life is hardly boring, I'm sure. Well, I mean <laughs> I'm not busy, but I mean it's just not as entertaining. Except for <laughs> people so I, you, just don't I mean have- you think you'll be going back to, to driving, yes? Or? I mean, I hope so. I am love to eventually at some point, right? Yeah. So, I don't know what Monster Jam has going for them or what, when and where they're going to start picking back up or who they're going to pick back up. So right. at that point, I could just kind of keep my fingers crossed and hope for the best. But, um, I mean, am I done with Monster Trucks for the rest of my life? Absolutely not. Like, Good. that's that's. of <laughs> I'm yeah. fortunate to have a guy who has a monster truck, so, uh, you know, we just went actually um, last Sunday, pulled all the rear ends out of um, his truck, and it was just, it was so good to get my hands greasy, and oh. I apologize to my crew guy, if you're watching, <laughs> never helped you pull a rear end, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was just good to pull out. All the axles and everything, you know what I mean. Just get greasy and have that sense of normalcy again, and yeah. be around the trucks and just kind of be in my group of things. But yeah, um, I don't know what the future holds. So I'm just gonna keep plugging away at Vixen Industries. And- yeah. So tell us, yeah. tell us about Vixen Industries since we're since it's it's come up. Yeah, it's um, this brand I started in 2017 because I feel like everything I see in the motorsports industry. It's always pink and typically gaudy, full of race cars, race trucks, whatever. There's prints on the front, there's prints on the back. It's just there's too much for my personal liking. I'm like, well I can't be the only one in this whole entire world that feels that like way. So why can't we have something like this that still speaks like somewhat about motorsports? But it's it's simple. You know what I mean? It doesn't have and it doesn't have to be pink. It kinda clashes with my red hair, so I'm not a fan of pink, but um, me neither. Was, I'm not a pink girl. Yeah, but you have pink in your hair. Mm. It's purple. It's purple, um, damn it. Okay. I'm I can imagine people tell me I have pink hair, too. It's, it's supposed to, to be purple. purple. <laughs> no, it's always driven me crazy that, like, yeah, motorcycle wear or car stuff. Like, it's always like, oh, we're going to make a version for the girls. So we'll make it pink or lilac. Like, and I love purple, but I do not like lilac. And <laughs> I'm not, like I just, I would like to have a broader range of colors, just because I'm, I'm a girl does not mean that pink and and light purple are the only things that I like. Exactly. Why, why does it have to be like it's so segregated? Like, why can't we have something that's super badass and just like a little chick like? Yeah. Just there's got to be that happy medium. So that's what I'm trying to be. I'm trying to be that happy medium in there where it's still kind of girly, but not so girly that it's like, hey, I like racing and I'm a girl, so. Right. I, and you've you got kind of a couple of, like, phrases, catchphrases that you're known for, which yeah, I love. Started off with the pretty play journey. And actually, rough, tough, pretty stuff came from Medusa herself. Oh. Yes, she um, asked me about it a few years ago and was like, I think you should trademark this. Um, you can take it way further than I can you know with the monster truck business and this and that i'm stepping out of monster trucks yada 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 and i was like i got the money to trademark it i love it but i can't and then three years later it still wasn't trademarked so i was like hey do you still mind? like maybe i'll do it now so we got that one and bus parts breaking hearts i mean that's totally a racer chick yes being too girly yes um but yeah they're just it's a whole different i got so many different I don't don't want to say logos but designs, it fits pretty much I feel like all the broad spectrums even if you're not a racer or you're not a mechanic kind of girl you're more of the hunter or you're just you're a stay-at-home mom like it's it's still the same like we're all in this together and I kind of just want to build like a powerhouse tribe of women that are just uplifting everybody because that's a force to be reckoned with. Cheers to that. I'll drink to that one all day long. <laughs> do you mind if I open some wine while I'm on? No, go for it. Go for it. Do you know if that was on plate? No, no, plate? no. We're we're drinking. We're good. We're we're good. And I I apologize. I'm not drinking from the the requisite girl gang garage wine glass because I'm. You have a... wine glass. Oh, I do, and you will have one because I'm sending you one as a thank you for being on happy hour with me, but. I'm in a hotel room, so I'm drinking from the hotel room glass. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm a little jealous that you're in a hotel room. I have never missed hotel rooms more in my life. <laughs> That's when I thought I couldn't get enough of them things. Like, oh, it would be so nice to be back in a hotel room. <laughs> I'm loving being home. I, I'm home now for longer stretches than I've ever been. And it's it's yeah. uh, it's, it's kind of nice. Like, I, I think my cats are like, "Who are you? Why are you in our house?" Um, but yes. it's it's nice. I like it. <laughs> for sure. I know. I actually was a little scared that um, my me and my other half wouldn't get along very well. Because every time I stay home for like two months, it's like, God, I just need to leave. I need to get out of here. But it's, it's been good. We get along better than ever. You're still getting married. It's still on. Good. Everything's been going good. We <laughs> get along great. But I mean, typically, I, I feel like there's always this little wave when I'm home for too long, like yeah. I'm just ready to run, I need to get out of here, stay home yeah. for too long, and I guess maybe I kind of got over that bump, and now things are just in a nice groove. But yeah, oh. we're still getting married. I love 37 it. 37 days, I think, which is scary. Seven days? Huh? In, did you say seven days? Oh, 37 days. Oh, I'm like, holy! <laughs> <laughs> no, but still, I'm about to myself at 37 days because it's coming so quick. <laughs> okay, and for anybody who doesn't know this, tell tell us the story because I think it's really freaking cool how you guys got engaged. <laughs> uh, okay, well, I met him. Little quick backstory: I met him at Las Vegas World Finals. And I kept telling my crew chief, Katie, I was like, oh, my God, this guy's so hot. He's so cute. I like him. Um, and I wanted him to be my date for the banquet that uh, Monster Jam puts on every year. So we were atop our monster trucks. We were both in the young gun shootout that year. And um, he was sitting atop his truck, like two trucks in front of me. And I called him up because my curtie Katie, she's like, if you don't call him right now, I will go over there and ask him myself, like, am I talking about it? Just do it. So I got the balls to call him and I was like, hey, you know, sitting on top of my monster truck, I could see him pull his phone out of his pocket. So it was like the real test. Like, if you put that phone back in your pocket, mm-hmm. but he answered. And I was just like, hey, man, you know, I was wondering if you wanted to be my date for the banquet. And he turns around and looks at me and I'm just, "Hey, I'm like well, girl, what's up? It's me." And uh, he's like, "What?" And I was like, "Yeah, I was just, you know, see if you want to be my date, I'll buy you all the free drinks till midnight. It's an open bar." And so he's like, "Oh, I'm sorry, I have a date." And he hung up. And I was just like, "Ah, this is why I don't put myself out there." And I literally like chucked my phone inside the cab and like try to hit my crew chief with a huge drop in the truck for me. And I was just like, why would you make me do that? I'm so embarrassed. This is the worst thing ever. Long story short, he called me like two days later. I was like, Hey, you wanna come to California? And I was like, uh, oh, yeah, whatever. And then literally again, whirlwind of things for my life. I was on <laughs> a plane two days later, <laughs> coming out to California. And obviously it just kind of hit off from there. So, um, we were working on this truck, uh, last November. And obviously we would talk about marriage and kids and I'm not the kind of patient person that he probably wishes I was. (laughs) And I finally just decided I was going to do it myself. So I crawled up inside the truck. I bought this cheap little ring from Amazon and, uh, up inside the truck and I remember standing there on the four-link bar and like just sweating because I was like, oh, crap. Probably exactly what every male feels like <laughs> for the first It's like, do I do this? Do I not? How do I say it? What's going to happen? Like, anyway, so I was standing there on the four-link bar and I was like dusting off the fire extinguisher, just killing time, making it look casual because I wanted to get up on top of the truck without him really paying much attention and <laughs> Insinuate the whole me asking him on the first date type thing. Anyways, he looks over at me. He's like, "What are you doing in there?" And I was like, "Mind your own business." (laughs) Very very blunt person. So I was just like, "Mind your own business." (laughs) He's like, "All right, sorry." And he was moving fuel lines, putting tools away because we were just wrapping up for the day. And uh, like while he wasn't looking, I turned around. Like or, or he turned around, and I quick jumped up. Got out of the, like, the side window, the driver window of the truck, because I didn't, I knew I didn't have time to, like, crawl on top of the roof like we originally were. I got up there, and I swear to God, he already knew what was going on. That's why he was, like, pinning me on what was happening. And um, I called him, because, again, I'm trying to insinuate the whole story. (laughs) he pulls his phone out of his pocket and he looks at it and he looks at me and he answers it and i was just like hey man i was like i was wondering if you know you uh what did i say something about if you uh had a date or if i could be your date from here on out or something like that he's like yeah of course you know i plan on marrying you and i was like well you're taking too long and i chucked him the ring and then of course he like drops the fuel lines. He drops the phone. <laughs> like, uh, I don't know. It was just, everything just went to the ground at that point. And he goes and he picks up the box and he's like, what is this? Almost <laughs> mad. And I was like, just open it. <laughs> and he's like, no, seriously, babe, what is this? He's like, just open it. And I, like, like crawl out of the truck as he opens it. And he's like, yes, of course I will marry you. You know, I want to marry you and I'm like. Well, God damn it. You were taking too long. So, <laughs> and now I tell him he has to take my last name because I propose and that's yes. the rule. <laughs> I love it. I mean, obviously it'll never happen, but it's, it's fun to get that little jab in there. <laughs> I love it. I think that's so awesome. I think you're such an incredible woman for so many reasons. But I, I right, that likewise, you. that's right. why I was so excited. I was like, I need to reach out to Bogey about this Vixen thing. And you're like, well, actually, I want to have you on happy hour. And I'm like, gosh, dang it. I know it. I know it. I wish we'd like reconnected and and kind of did this sooner. But Better late than never. And, uh, right. and I'm, I'm super, super jazzed to see what fun things we can concoct in the future. <laughs> for sure. No, exactly. It's almost kind of scary, right? All right. <laughs> I love it. Oh my gosh. Um well, I've had so many other questions for you. We've talked about so many wonderful things. Um what I wanna let's let's wrap up with a couple of just in, inspiration things. What, um, what do you, what do you say to younger, younger folks that are out there pursuing a dream like this? What, um, what are your words of wisdom to them? I would just say, keep plugging along. Like there's nothing, if you have enough passion and drive to do something, then there's no reason you can't do it like that. You have to use that. Take all the negativity that you possibly can or that you get, cause you will get it. And turn it into uh, a ha I showed you kind of thing. And that's the it's it's I think what has driven me the most and has actually turned me into that kind of person that takes the negativity and somebody telling me that I can't do something into a matter of fact, I will make sure it happens just to prove that. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah. <laughs> I'm not I'm not I don't mean I mean, I am a spiteful person when I have to be, but I don't want to be in a yeah. sense but when somebody goes and tells me like, you can't do that. I it will make sure. It more. I will make damn sure it happens. Yeah. So I would just say like, honest to God, that's always been my, my thing. Like if you have enough drive and passion for something, you will make it happen. Like there's no, There's nobody coming in your way. There is not enough men or women or social media or whoever to break you down. Like you just flip the switch and do it. Yep. Yep. Tune, tune out all of the negative. What about you? Like maybe this aren't even spoken about, but what about you and the whole girls gang and the garage and. Oh my goodness. Or (laughs) something we need to talk about after. I I know, (laughs) right? I'm I'm so intrigued about it. I want to know more. Well, um, you can, we will, we will definitely chat more. We don't have a ton of time left on, on this, but we will talk more offline. But yeah, Girl Gang Garage is kind of on pause right now because COVID. So everything is, is on pause. Our builds are on pause, but we are looking at ways to kind of re restart things and pivot things a little bit to, to keep things going. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's so in alignment with everything that, that you're all about is just creating opportunities for people to explore working with their hands and see if it's something that they like. Because not all of us grew up with a, a family member or somebody that showed us that we could use tools or gave right. us the ability to try them on for size. So that's really what Girl Gang is about, is, is connecting women in the trades and then um, giving them opportunities. So I'm really, I'm I'm hopeful that we're going to be able to get started with stuff again soon, but it's tough with COVID, Good. man. It's tough. <laughs> right. Yeah, we got, we just never know when is it really going to actually end, but who knows? I think what you've got going is totally incredible and yeah. an amazing venture for so many different women. In fact, I actually think Brittany, right? Brittany. Yeah, uh, that's right. I forgot I we had to- that connection. Yes. Yes. I went to college with her, right? Yes, and then she worked, so um, for those who are listening and don't know who the heck we're talking about, um, Brittany was a, a technician at my repair shop, and um, she had worked briefly in for Monster Jam, and had-, had Oh, she with, did? What? Yeah. How do we know this? She worked briefly for Monster Jam. I think she was only there for like a season, um, and she had gone to school with you. So there was like all these like mm-hmm. weird connection things that happened. I. I heck women are such a small percentage of of what we do of these well, industries that it's, than, it, it's yeah. not surprising that we all know each other <laughs> <laughs> well I, I remember when she reached out to me and was talking about working with you and your college I was like did I go to high school with her was it college mm-hmm. did I work with her after somewhere and then I couldn't figured out how I knew this Britney girl it's right. like her face. I know her. I know yeah. exactly who she is. I just can't figure out where it was. But it was yeah, wild tech at college. Yeah. But and she's um, an amazing technician. She's teaching um but she's not now. with you anymore. Well I sold my general repair shop. So oh. I, I had girl, girl Gang Garage and then I had my general repair shop and that's where Britney worked with me. And she um I sold the shop and so she's no longer with them but she's now teaching automotive uh to high school which is really awesome So she's a high Super school shop cool. teacher right i mean and i feel like all the girls in high school need that right i know because then it makes them be like oh yeah i would totally take that yeah and the boys too okay. i think to see to have a female instructor like makes it less likely for them to be totally surprised if they meet a woman out in the field exactly right like oh well yeah of course women can do this right for sure yeah yeah we go actually i learned how to weld from a chick so (laughs) nice no that's what i'm saying that's what they will say right yes exactly yeah i'm not surprised to see a woman out here i learned how to weld from a girl totally i'm so excited about the future generation right like i I tell a 60 year old that i'm a mechanic and they're like i don't believe you but i tell a, a 12 year old boy that i'm a mechanic and he's like okay right like it doesn't it doesn't phase them anymore right like the next generation like they're just totally not phased by it and I think that's fantastic. okay <laughs> all right cool <laughs> no yeah totally but still I mean it, it's super neat to see and I, I feel like maybe this is my generation but when I see other women out there mechanicing I'm like for real like I can see them in the midst of everything and I'm like that chick's really doing it hell yeah you know, it's just, it's still so rare. It is so rare, but it's so exciting to see more and more of it. And I think social media has kind of like helped us be able to see each other and know about each other. But yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, how else would you know? Yeah. All around the world. What's going on? Exactly. So we have seven minutes left because Instagram. Oh, only girl, lets you us really do, down. Yeah. Instagram only <laughs> lets us do an hour. Then they cut us off. So. Um, we will totally have you back again for another happy hour, but I want, um, want you to let, there's been a bunch of comments and questions. There's folks who want you to want to connect with you and want to ask you questions. And oh, shoot. so, um, I, well, I guess I'm not going to see any of these things. I know. And unfortunately, saying. Instagram live doesn't save those comments for us. So we don't get to scroll back through oh. them. So anybody who's commented, <laughs> if you're still watching, um, please reach out to Becca on her social media channel. I know I know that you're probably a whole lot like me, busy, but do your best to like keep in touch and respond to people. So um, where can they find um, you? I just learned about those, um, the messages where you're not connected to people, but the little direct messages. The requests. Yes. Just learned about those. So yeah, I'll check them out. (laughs) All right. So everybody who's watching, please make sure you go check out her page. If you've not followed her already, if you didn't know who this wonderful woman was, Make sure you go check her out, follow her page. And if you have questions for her, um, I saw a bunch of you who were were wanting to talk to her and connect with her. So please reach out to her on her page, send her a direct message, ask her questions. She's a super rad woman, as you can tell. Um, and I thank everybody for joining in and hanging out with us. But most of all, Beg, I thank you for hanging out with me. We need to do this more often. For sure. Um, <laughs> thank you for having me. This was amazing. Absolutely. So- and and even uh, if it's not a live deal, we should probably keep in touch a little bit more. <laughs> I agree. Cheers to that. And, uh, you have a please fantastic please. birthday, have a fantastic wedding, and, uh, will we will talk soon. Hopefully right. super soon. Thanks so much for having me, Bogie. Thank you. And bye Thank everybody. Take care. Bye. See y'all.